Welcome to the podcast, Life to the Fool, with Nancy Campbell, founder and publisher of Above Rubies. Where we learn to forgive in that home. Hello ladies, it's good morning as I am sharing with you. Not sure what it will be where you are, wherever you are in the world. It's so great to know that our mothers and wives are listening all over the world. And uh, I'm just so blessed to be able to chat with you. Oh, I must tell you about a great victory we had recently. I wonder if you have ever heard of the Georgia Guidestones. Um, I'd heard about them, but I didn't know a great deal. Um, they, these are huge, massive granite stones, about 19 foot high, uh, that were built out in the middle of nowhere, um, Elbert County, about 90 miles from Atlanta. They have been sitting out there for about 40 years. Nobody knows who organized their construction. Um, it was all secret, and although many have their ideas, no one knows, but it has to be someone or some people who belong to the New World Order because on these huge granite stones were written not God's Ten Commandments, but the Ten Commandments uh, of the New World Order because everyone was uh, revealing the agenda of the New World Order. They were written in eight different languages, and on a tablet in front of the stones was written, let these be guidestones for an age of reason. And the first inscription, just the first one, oh, goodness me, that was enough to scare you off. It says, or did say, maintain humanity under 500 million. Now, let's put that in perspective. Uh, the current population of the world is 7.795 billion. That's nearly 8 billion. And so to bring it down to their 500 million, they would have to wipe out nearly 90% of the world's population. It would have to be an orchestrated and planned genocide like nothing we could ever, ever dream about. And those words have stood there for the last 40 years, absolutely against civilization and against God. And they have stood there written in defiance of God's plan. Well, a few weeks ago, uh, we had a friend staying with us, Gary Evans. Gary and Trish Evans have put on Above Ruby's retreats uh, in California, mainly in San Diego, for the last nearly 25 years. They have been so faithful in this ministry. And actually, we are having another retreat this year, in um, San Diego, 
We weren't able to the last two years because of the pandemic, but we're back again this year, the first week of August. And uh, check the website if you'd like to get in on that. It would be just so great to see you. Anyway, Gary was doing a round trip all the way from California, meeting up with different people as he went. And when he was here, he said, I've got on my heart to go and see the Georgia Guidestones. And we were talking about it and how they were just revealing this whole new world agenda. And uh, But he said, oh, we were having a prayer meeting. We have two prayer meetings a week here in our home. And uh, at our first prayer meeting, he said, will you pray with me? I have such a burden upon my heart to pray that these guidestones, these great, big, huge um, mammoth granite rocks with all this junk written on them will be will come crashing down. Let's pray that an earthquake or an explosion or something will happen. And, and uh, of course, we all felt, yes, that they should not be standing there. How dare they stand there in defiance of God? And so we all began to pray. We began to really home in and pray against these guidestones and against the spirit behind them. And we prayed that God would do just something supernatural and mighty and, oh, an earthquake would come or an explosion or somehow God would do something to wipe them out and bring them down flat on their faces. Well, you know, you pray and you pray up a storm and, and, and then just three weeks later, we woke up one morning to see a video, this explosion of the Georgia Guidestones. It was amazing. I mean, you pray these things and then you actually see them happening. It is so incredible. And I do believe that God burdened our hearts to pray uh, about this that night. And we didn't only pray that night. Now that the burden was upon us, we kept praying, uh, not only at our prayer meetings, but at our family devotions where we pray morning, each morning and each evening. And so it was so amazing to see the answer to our prayers. I'm sure that many others have prayed against uh, these guidestones, uh, so-called guidestones of a humanistic order. And, but they have come down. They, you can go online and you can see the explosion. There were actually two explosions. And at the moment, to this day, no one has knows who did it, how it happened. We believe God answered prayer. Dear ladies, our God is a prayer answering God. He is a mighty God. And prayer is powerful. This was so encouraging to us, especially coming uh, just on the wave of the overturn of Roe versus Wade. You know, you pray for years for things, and it's so wonderful when we see these victories. And I would encourage you to, I've often asked the question, 
Are you praying in your home? Are you praying as a family morning and evening as you gather your family together? Are you do you even have a prayer meeting in your home to pray for the nation and the nations of the world? You know, we as families, as we are praying families, we can be um, impacting this nation and the world. It, the most powerful thing you can do as a family is to be a praying family. And, uh, you know, I, I, we love to pray the scriptures. And uh, we have so many different scriptures in our prayer boxes for different subjects. And, um, oh, one of the, our favorites is Proverbs 75.10. All the horns of the wicked will I cut off, but the horns of the righteous shall be exalted. Here God is saying that he will cut off the horns of the wicked. The horns, the horns on an animal, are where an animal will gorge other animals, where he will go after them. He goes after them with his horns. They are where they push back the enemy. And the horns speak of power and authority and pushing back the enemy. Of course, the wicked have horns too, and they are pushing their evil upon civilization. But God has given us power also. He has given us the power of prayer and the power of warfare fair prayer where we can push back evil, push back our enemies that are against God and his truth and his righteousness. And, you know, we can have lovely prayers but there are also warfare prayers where we must get into warfare and we must use our horns on the altar of incense in the tabernacle which speaks of prayer and worship it has four horns one on each corner speaking of the power and authority in prayer and how it can go out to the four corners of the world. We have power to pray right to the four corners of the world. Jeremiah 48, 25 says, The horn of Moab is cut off and his arm is broken, saith the Lord. We can pray these prayers. They're scriptures. They're the word of God. They have power. We can pray that the enemy will be cut off, that his horns will be broken. I love praying these prayers too. Psalm 64, so shall they make their own tongue to fall upon themselves. Psalm 140:11. let not an evil speaker be established in the land. These scriptures are the word of God. We can pray them. Because they are anointed and they can become anointed prayers against the enemy. Oh, and so many other scriptures. Great to pray the scriptures. Oh, yes, I love those scriptures that David prayed many times. That his enemies would fall into the pit that they are digging for the righteous. And the enemy today, there is a very vile enemy from the pit of hell where Satan is stirring up uh, evil people to, and they are making pits, they're digging pits for the righteous and for those who love God. But we can pray this 
um, this biblical prayer. And this prayer is, we read it seven different times in the word of God. And then also another prayer he prayed that the, his enemies would fall into the same net they are preparing to, to catch us. And, and this prayer um, was prayed five times in the Bible. And so we can take up these prayers uh, that David prayed. We're not praying against flesh and blood. We're praying against principalities and powers. And But we can use the word of God. So I just want to encourage you about that today and share that amazing victory with you. We are now praying that um, if they would seek to set those guide stones up again, we're praying against it, that, that everything will go wrong, that they will not ever be able to put them up again. And that agenda um, of just reducing drastically the population of the world uh, will not be put out there for the whole world to see. Amen. Well, ladies, let's continue. We're getting, uh, getting down to the end of our journey through the land of motherhood. I'm wondering if I can just finish the last points today. We'll see how we go. Last um, week we were talking about it is a land of rest. Just one or two more scriptures there. Isaiah 30, verse 15. For thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest shall ye be saved. In quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. And ye would not. It's amazing how God gives promises. And then we read at the end, but they would not. You know, God gives the way to live in rest. But we have to choose to obey him. And um, I think about here, it says, in returning in rest, you will be saved. In Malachi chapter 3, verse 7, it, it talks about returning to the Lord. Now, returning back to the Lord, it's not just some emotional thing. Oh, you're in a meeting and you feel stirred up. And yes, I will just, oh, once again, I'll just give my whole life to God. And it's all very emotional. No, returning is okay. It's an actual practical thing where you return to obeying God's laws and commandments and ordinances. In Malachi 3, 7 God says, even from the days of your fathers, ye are gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. Return unto me and I will return unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. Returning is always returning back to God's ordinances, God's laws, God's commandments. And in Malachi, uh, again, that was from Malachi, and in Malachi chapter 4, verses 4 to 6, those, that wonderful promise where God says that, um, you know, he will turn the hearts of the fathers, and that includes the mothers, the turning back to our children, the turning back to the home, the turning back to fatherhood, the turning back to motherhood. And that turning there, it means to go back to the starting point. If we've got away from it, we come back 
to the starting point, to the mandate God gave in the very beginning. Jeremiah 6 verse 16, thus saith the Lord, stand ye in the ways and see and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. But once again they said, we will not. Can you believe it? Oh, so many don't want the old paths. <clears throat> they don't want the biblical paths. Oh, they're in the new paths. They're in the humanistic paths. And we are surrounded in our society with humanistic um, laws and ordinances. Uh, because did you know, precious ladies, yes, God has commandments, laws, ordinances, but... The enemy does. The kingdom of darkness has too. And uh, I haven't got the scriptures with me today. I was just reading them the other day about how um, that the evil world, they also have their ordinances and their laws. And whatever kingdom you are in, you're going to keep those laws and ordinances. And uh, But where is the good way? It's the old way. It's God's truth, which was true from the beginning and will be true for eternity. You, you can't get away from it. And in that you will find rest for your souls. But we have to go that way. We don't want to be like those in Jeremiah's time who said, nope, no thanks, we don't want to do that. Oh, I love Hosea. 11, verse 11. And in the Knox translation, it says, In their own home, says the Lord, I will give them rest. A lot of mothers don't have rest today. They feel overwhelmed. They are, Sometimes their stomachs are tied up in a knot. They just... Oh, and life is just one big sort of whiz from one thing to the other. And they're not living in rest. Often it's because they are doing too many things outside their home. God says in their own home, I will give them rest. This is where gives rest. It's not out of the home. It's in the home. And we can get involved in so many things, often good things. Oh, yes, very, very good things. In fact, sometimes we're screaming around everywhere, running our children to this, running our children here, there, everywhere, this class, this sport, this lesson. Oh, my. And they're all good. Oh, every one of them is good. Yes, that's why you're doing it, because you only want to do good things. But even good things can get you out of rest. Even good things are not the best things. We've got to find the best way. And God's way says, in your own home, says the Lord, I will give you rest. Okay, next one. Number 17. It is a land of obedience. Isaiah 1.19 says, if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. 
It's when we are in obedience. Let me give you just a few scriptures and uh, then I won't give them to you, all of them, because, oh, we have so many scriptures, but I'll put all the to-do scriptures in the transcript. Uh, let's just look at one or two here. Deuteronomy chapter 4. Behold, verse 5, Behold, I have taught you statutes and judgments, even as the Lord my God commanded me, that you should do so in the land whither you go to possess it. So in our land, in the land of the kingdom of God, in the land of motherhood, God wants us to do the commandments he has given to us. This is he said this over and over and over again about the land. When you go into the land, I want you to do my commandments. I want you to keep them. Keep, therefore, and do them. For this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations, which shall hear all these statutes and say surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people for what nation is there so great who hath God so near unto them as the Lord our God is in all things that we call upon him for and let's go to the next chapter chapter 5 verse 1 And Moses called all Israel and said unto them, Hear, O Israel, the statutes and judgments which I shall speak in your ears this day, that ye may learn them and keep them and do them. Let's go over to chapter 28, which is the blessing chapter. And it shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe, to do all his commandments which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. And then it goes right on, right down to verse, um, yes, verse 14, giving you all the blessings uh, that God said he would give to them when they went into the land if they would be obedient to his commands. And so it goes on. I'll put all the scriptures in the transcript. There are so many of them. The, uh, number 18. It is a land of righteousness. Psalm 37, 29. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell therein forever. Proverbs 2.22 For the upright shall dwell in the land and the perfect shall remain in it. And so in the land of the kingdom of God, remember what the New Testament says, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Also in the land of motherhood. It's a land of righteousness. As we walk in righteousness, we will receive the blessings of the land. Number 19. We're getting close to the end. 
It is a land that is given to us. It is a gift. Oh, ladies, did you know that in Deuteronomy, nearly 70 times God reminds the children of Israel that he gave the land to them as a gift. And now as we are relating our motherhood uh, to the land, we are reminded too that God gives motherhood to us as a gift. Dear ladies, motherhood is God's gift to you. He has given it to you. It's not something you planned out yourself. God planned this glorious career of motherhood. He even created us perfectly for the task. He created us physically, innately, and in every way he prepared us for the beautiful career of motherhood. And he said, here, this is my gift. And the children I give to you, they are my gift to you. They are all gifts from God. Yes, children are his gift. Motherhood is his gift. I want you to be reminded today to see motherhood as God's gift to you. Oh, it's so sad to hear so many mothers complaining, whining, groaning about their motherhood. And yet it's God's gift. Oh, when we understand that, we're going to stop whining and moaning, I hope. Anyway, here's a few scriptures about how God said the land was a gift. Firstly, to Abraham, I am the Lord that brought thee out of Ur of the Chaldees to give thee this land to inherit it. Leviticus 25.38 I am the Lord your God which brought you forth out of the land of Egypt to give you the land of Canaan and to be your God. Deuteronomy 1.25 The spies confessed after they had been through the land. It is a good land that the Lord our God doth give us. Oh, that's a scripture that we should make our confession, dear ladies. Motherhood is a good land that God has given to us. You can make it personal. Motherhood is the good land God has given to me. We need to speak these words out loud. When we speak them out loud, they become part of us. This is the scripture and this is the truth. And motherhood is a good land and it's God's gift to you. Deuteronomy 19, 7-9, God said that he would give them more land if they obeyed his commandments to do them. Um, actually, even today, Israel doesn't have all the land that God promised to them. One day they will have that, but they don't have it all, the, all together at the moment. And for us, too, in the land of motherhood, God says, I will give you more land uh, as you obey my commandments and you embrace your motherhood. You know, God is a more and more God. 
He is always wanting to give us more. As I have mentioned before, one of my favorite scriptures is Proverbs 4, verse 18. But the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. In every realm, in every way, God is always wanting to give us more. In the land of motherhood, there is more. I mean, do you think you've got it all now? No, there is more. Now, I am past my days of mothering our children. Um, I have many, many grandchildren now, and they have all grown. And now I have great-grandchildren. And even today, um, every once a week, my lovely granddaughters bring their little children along, their little toddlers and growing little ones, and, and they play soccer together on the front lawn. It's so gorgeous to see them, and half of them don't know what they're doing, but it's such fun. And here I am seeing now uh, great-grandchildren, but... Do I know all of motherhood yet? No. There's still more. I, I, I'm still seeing more in the word of God as I read his word. And, and God continues to give me more revelation, even at this time in my life. I, I'm so sad when, you know, I, I will hear from some mums and they have received above rubies for many, many years, and uh, now their children have grown. And they'll send a little message to me and say, thank you, Nancy. I've just so enjoyed above rubies over the years as I've been raising my children. And my children have grown now. I don't need it anymore. And I think, help, you don't need it anymore. I still need it. I mean, I am a mother. I, I'm, my motherhood didn't stop when my children grew up because this is who I am. God created me a mother. I, was, I had all that mothering instinct in me from a little child and I still have it today and I am a mother till I meet Jesus. It's who he created me to be and my mothering is only to extend and to be more and more and God promises us he will give us more and he will make it more and more. So don't settle for what you've got. Believe for more and more, for greater, greater things and, and an enlargement and more understanding and revelation and joy and blessing in your motherhood. Amen. Yes, let's see what I've got here. Deuteronomy eleven twenty one. that the days, your days may be multiplied in the days of your children in which the land, the Lord, swear unto your fathers to give them as the days of heaven upon earth. That's the, what God wants for us in the land, in our land of motherhood, that our days will be as heaven heaven upon the earth. Deuteronomy 15, 4, For the Lord shall greatly bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee for an inheritance to possess it. And once again, I'll give you these ne nearly 70 scriptures in the transcript because um, that would take a little bit too long to give them to you here. And now, lovely ladies, as we close today, number 20. 
the last point in this incredible journey of the land of motherhood. And the last point, it is the glory of all lands. Wow, that's an amazing point to end on, isn't it? Ezekiel 20, verse 6 and verse 15. You can read it there. Um, the land is called the glory of all lands. And uh, we go to Hosea 9, verse 11. And in this scripture, God talks about motherhood as the glory of the nation. It's actually a scripture of judgment. And God is coming to Ephraim to judge them because they have turned away from the Lord. And he has had patience and patience and patience. But they have kept turning away from him. And now he says, as for Ephraim, their glory will fly away like a bird. What is their glory? No birth, no pregnancy, and no conception. In other words, God says that birth, conception, and pregnancy are the glory of the nation. And when God's judgment was upon them, he said, I'm going to take away your glory. And that was to take away the blessing of conception, pregnancy, and giving birth to children. This is the glory of the nation, the glory of motherhood. Now, I have done lots of podcasts on the glory of womanhood. You can go to my webpage and you can check the podcasts or you can check the transcripts and just go down to you see the word glory. And I have done quite a few series on the glory of motherhood and the glory of womanhood. And you can catch up on those if you didn't get to hear them uh, in Daniel chapter 8 verse 9 and 11 verses 16 and 41 again the bible calls the land that god gave his people it was called the glorious land and god intends our motherhood this land of motherhood to also be a glorious land i know darling ladies that many times you don't feel as though it's glory. Oh, goodness, you feel it's the opposite. Oh, yes. And true, it's not always easy and it can be a mess and it can be challenging and it can be overwhelming. And Oh, but you know what? It is still the glory. It is the glory. And, and it all depends on our understanding of truth and our confession. I have shared with you now 20 descriptions of the land. Every one of them have been amazing. And now we're culminating on it is the glory of all lands. It, it is the glory of all careers. It is exalted above every other career. Let me just finish with Ezekiel chapter 19. And in this passage, God is 
giving a picture, an allegory about Judah. But he likens Judah to a mother. And in verse 10, it says, Thy mother is like a vine in thy blood, planted by the waters. She was fruitful and full of branches by reason of many waters. A similar picture to Psalm 128, verse 3, of the mother being a fruitful branch, a fruitful vine in the heart of her home. Verse 11, and she had strong rods for the scepters of them that bear rule. Talking about her sons and daughters growing up to be strong in God and her stature her stature was exalted among the thick branches and she appeared in her height with the multitude of her branches here God pictures her he pictures her the mother exalted the word in the Hebrew means to soar to a great height that's how God sees motherhood that's how he wants you to see it. Oh, the world tells you it's nothing. It's just down in the pits. Oh, you you know, you've got better things to do. No, that's the world telling you that. Do you believe this humanistic jargon? Or do you believe God's word? God's word says that motherhood is exalted far above, higher than every other career in the nation because it is the most impacting, the most influential. We as mothers determine the next generation, we, and therefore we determine the future, the destiny of the nation. Be encouraged, dear mother. Embrace your land of motherhood with all your heart. Embrace it in all its glory. And so we did it. 20 descriptions. But guess what? I haven't finished yet because now we've got to move on next time and find out what we have to do in the land. And there's 10 different things that God has spoken about what we're to do in this land of motherhood. So we will be going on to them and continuing. But we're closing now. May the Lord bless you with all of his blessings. Dear Father, oh, I pray that every young daughter, older daughter, wife, mother, grandmother will receive the blessing of your truth and your revelation today. I pray that you'll bring them into the glory of motherhood. I pray that you'll bring them into the revelation that you have exalted the career of motherhood. And because you have exalted it, we know the enemy wants to deflate it and minimize it. But Lord, we do not listen to his lies. We receive your truth that it is an exalted career and you want us to soar to great heights and you want us, Lord, to be those who will rise up, rise up to be who you created us to be, rise up in the power and the anointing of motherhood to impact our family and our society and ultimately our nation. We ask this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen.